Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. Today I bring you some incredible news. I have been working on a secret project for the past three or four months now and I now can tell you that the brand new follow along workout channel is live and here. On this YouTube channel, you're gonna find workouts for fat loss, muscle building, improving your cardio health, flexibility, everything is gonna be on there. You're gonna find body weight workouts, dumbbell workouts, kettlebell and resistance bands workouts, all that you can follow along with. And the best part is that it's completely free. They're also around 10 to 20 minutes long, meaning if you're short of time, you can quickly complete an effective workout or you can combine like two or three of them together and complete like a full 45 to 60 minute workout. New workouts will go live on the channel every Tuesday and Thursday and they're gonna be accompanied by an amazing backdrop, which I'm sure you're all gonna enjoy. So if you wanna find the channel, just search Elliot Hassoon into YouTube and you'll find it very easily. And please subscribe. It makes me very, very happy and it helps the channel grow. And feel free to tell your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you want to share this with and let's work out together. Welcome to the Simply Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Hassoun. In this podcast, I'll be looking at three key questions related to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I will break these down into information that is easy to understand and actionable so that you can apply it to your life today. This podcast will give you all you need to improve your health and well-being once and for all. So sit back, listen, and most importantly, take action. Hello guys and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. I am particularly excited about today's episode as it is the holiday special. And if you didn't know already, I am a very festive individual. I'm a big fan of this time of year. I can't say I'm feeling it yet, but perhaps I will after recording today's podcast. And before we do dive in, I just want to say that even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, you celebrate Diwali, you celebrate Eid, Hanukkah, whatever your holiday is, all of these principles that I'm going to go through today are relatively universal. So you'll be able to apply those to your holiday too. And you just need to simply make some notes today, bookmark the podcast, revisit when the time is right. Uh, but I'm sure that you'll have plenty to take away. And you might even be getting involved in the festivities, even if you don't really fully celebrate it as well. So let's dive in and we're going to cover, as always, mindset, training, and nutrition. And today it's going to be specifically during the holiday period. We'll jump in with the nutrition. How to stay on track? Do you want to stay on track? How to manage the nutrition side of things during this period to the best possible effect? So the first thing I would say is that I would not expect anyone, to be honest, to stay 100% on plan during the holiday period, right? This isn't permission to go crazy, but birthdays, Christmas, for myself anyway, like there's always gonna be a little bit of lenience on my end. For myself personally, someone who does celebrate Christmas, I am always gonna be relaxed on the say 24th, 25th, 26th. Like personally, I take a more like relaxed approach during December anyway, like during this time of year. I've built good habits throughout the years. I know full well that during the majority of the other 11 months preceding December, my nutrition is going to be largely in a good place. So I don't worry too much about this period. And I'm actually going to start off 
by um, referring to a quote that I saw on Instagram a couple of years ago, and we're probably going to see it popping up again soon now the time is coming. And I'm paraphrasing here, but it said something along the lines of, you should be less worried about how you're going to handle these one or two weeks during the holiday period and be much more concerned about developing the good habits in the other 50 weeks or so of the year, right? And that couldn't be more true. And if we look at what two weeks out of the whole year is, it's roughly about 40, uh, sorry, it's roughly about 4%. So 4%, you've still got 96% to play with, even if you take the whole two weeks of maybe like December period off. But I'm willing to bet that if you're largely on point for about 80 to 85% of the year, you're going to be just fine. With all of that in mind, how would I and how do I approach this with my clients? So ultimately it does come down to the individual and what they want to achieve. Like some people are like, I'm happy to be on point. My goal is more important. I can, you know, I will be happy to celebrate later, whatever that may be. And then others are like, I want to take a really relaxed approach around this time of year. So it really depends on the individual. In my opinion, Outside of the 24th and the 26th, and potentially New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, so five days, you don't really have a huge reason to deviate. So let's say you've got one or two Christmas parties, right? And that's seven days total out of the festive period. Realistically, like the remainder of the time, are you really like, are you going to be eating off track because of the time of year or anything like that. Like, I just don't feel like on the 21st or the 19th or the 16th, like then there's nothing particularly special about those days. And that's why I would just be eating largely normal. And then on those five, six days that I mentioned, that'd be my time to enjoy all the Christmas foods as well. So if you were thinking before this, that December is a complete write-off, it's absolutely not. It really just comes down to the way you approach it. So my advice on the days that you are going to be a little bit more relaxed with your nutrition, I would just say, be mindful. Like, practice good portion control. And what, you know, what does that mean? What does be mindful mean? And just to give you some simple examples, it means a couple of drinks versus getting smashed. <laughs> a plate with a little bit of white space showing versus you know, pigs and blankets, stacked on potatoes, stacked on Yorkshire's puddings, and maybe a few chocolates versus the whole damn box. So that's what I mean by being mindful. Nothing too sophisticated, nothing that's too wild. Like this is really all that's required, right? So if the individual was like really keen to limit damage, like didn't want to, you know, drift too far in terms of their body weight, etc., I would opt for the safety net approach. So let's give you a good example on this year, in fact. So the 24th to the 26th, I believe it lands on Thursday to Saturday. So in the lead up, you know, the week prior, I would basically opt for about three to seven days where I'd say, let's pull back from anywhere between 150 to 300 calories, depending on where their daily calories are at. So let's give the example that the person is eating 1800 calories. If we do six days and they are of 1500 calories, so we pull back on 300, they now have an extra 1500 to utilize across the 24th, 26th and 20, uh, 24th, 25th and 26th. So basically an extra 500 on top of their 1800 on those three key days. Perhaps we throw in an extra cardio session where let's say for the sake of easy maths, they, they burn 300 calories. 
And now they have an extra 600 because we're going to put uh, 100 on the 24th, 125th, 126th. And then if we go one step further, we can even do this like the following days after. So on the 27th, 28th. So when we look at things from an average calorie perspective, we should limit the amount of damage that's done. And this technique can be used at birthdays, socials. But if it's just like a one day thing, so let's just say you are completely um, set on eating fine up until the 20th or normally up until 24th, just 25th, you want to go at it and then um, get back on it the next day. I would simply just drop like five, 600 calories the day before, keep the protein high, maybe add in an extra cardio session uh, just so you have that safety net, but then just get back to it. I find like the free plus day approach is like a little bit more easier to implement. But if you have just got like the one day in mind, maybe it is a birthday party, maybe it is a wedding, whatever it is, I would just utilize that one day approach. That's the person who, you know, really does want to be a bit more intentional but what about the person who wants to be super relaxed so the first thing I always remind people is it's your choice at the end of the day and if you do choose to go crazy wild that is totally fine by me as long as you're okay with the repercussions and if you are do your thing like honestly do your thing there's benefits to like both there's benefits to being mindful there's benefits to just going wild and the overriding message here is to really just make a decision and whatever that decision is own it. Simple as that. Make a decision, own it, and then move forward from there. The last thing we want is guilt, frustration, inner conflict, etc. And that's why it's important to like make a choice and just follow through with what feels best for you. And this may vary from year to year. Like there might be years for me in the past where I've just wanted to be completely chilled about it. And there might be other years where I'm like, actually, you know, I've got some goals coming up in the early stages of next year. Maybe I do want to keep things a little bit tighter. Finally, I get that this period is very centered around food. But the real value is not within the food. It's the time spent with your family, your loved ones, the ones you may not see that often, the ability to wind down, de-stress, reflect after a busy year. That's what it's all about. So I came up with a quote last year and I'm basically saying I came up with it because I was very, very proud of it and I will be trademarking this, but I want you to listen closely here. If you take away the food from Christmas or any other holiday, you can still have a celebration with your loved ones. If you take away your loved ones from a Christmas or any other holiday, you just have yourself with seasonal food. Let that sink in. And I thought that was immensely powerful. It was actually, I sent this to a client um, who was celebrating Diwali last year and it just came to my mind. I was just like, you know, just imagine the scenes. Just you sat there on your own with some seasonal food is not Christmas the friends, the family, the people around you and the holiday spirit, all of that type of stuff makes the holiday. And this should remind you of what's important during this time. So that is the nutrition side of things covered. I hope that that was nice and concise and you are comfortable with the the option that you're going to pick and whatever you pick, you are going to well and truly own it. So let's move on to training. So how do I stay on track for my training and cardio during this period? Should I train? I'll begin by saying this. And firstly, again, it's a decision that you need to make personally. However, here's the way I see it. You choose to fit in your training into your busy, your stressful daily lives where you're sleep deprived, you barely have an hour free in a day. 
Yet during the holiday period, you're probably not going to be working as much, potentially, depends on the industry that you're in. You're probably going to be less stressed. You may sleep more. You'll definitely be well fueled up with all the holiday food and you'll have more time. So my question is, why wouldn't you, right? All of a sudden, the variables are 100% in your favor versus the other, you know, 50 weeks of the year that we just discussed earlier, which aren't really like in your favor that much. So I couldn't think of a better time to train personally. You'll feel energized, you'll have some super strong sessions. And for me personally, I find that if I just eat consecutively for days on end, like, you know, just one Christmas dinner after the other and after the other, and it's just food after food, I feel sluggish, I feel lethargic. And if I do some exercise in between, I feel a lot better generally, like less lethargic, my digestion is better. I'm just all for it, basically. Just for that reason, more so than anything, not even from like a calorie or body composition perspective, I just genuinely, generally feel a little bit better when I am active during this period. As always, I do want to look at this at the other side of the coin. So let's look at it this way. You may only have a limited time to spend with your loved ones. You may not have access to a gym or any weights with you. You may just really want to rest, you know, versus thinking about the gym. And I really do, I completely get this as well. And my advice here first would, if the idea of training sounds miserable or finding a gym, you know, in, around this time of year is a pain, especially if you live in quite a remote area, perhaps, you know, you just opt for some outdoor runs, some outdoor walks, like on your own if you need it or on your own if you need the me time or with your family and friends. And then if you want to exercise, but you are concerned about time, perhaps, opt for like a super low commitment. Like it doesn't have to be your normal, uh, intense, sophisticated workout. Just like 20 to 30 minutes of body weight training is gonna be better than nothing. And if you can do it before your family wakes up, even better, or you know maybe even that just when the family's having some downtime, you just slip away, do 20, 30 minutes or so. And you know if you just don't want to do any form of exercise, that's also totally fine. Like use the time to rest up and come back stronger when you do choose to train again. So it's a similar concept to nutrition, really. You've just simply got to make a decision. And the overriding message, once again, is own it. So I actually want to go through this point, which I think would be worth thinking about. It's like, have a think about how exercise makes you feel like how you feel after a good training session. Do you have the endorphins flowing? Are you more of an energetic and upbeat person? And also think about how it might actually be quite a welcome break from spending all day with your family. You know, it's a really nice way to just break up the day. Personally, like I get a bit groggy. I get a little bit lower, like in mood and just general morale if I don't train or exercise for a while. So it's in my best interest personally to stay active and it actually means I'm going to turn up as a better quality me for my family too. So another thing to consider as well is just on the family note is that, you know, the holidays can be very full on. If you don't live with your relatives and you go from, say, complete alone time, someone who potentially lives on their own, to everyone kind of coming back to that family home, bringing their own lives, their own energy, their own stresses, their own whatever, 
it can be quite a lot to handle. So having that you time where you go for a run, you go train, you go walk, like I think it may be beneficial to all of you. So that is definitely something to consider. So have a look back, reflect on previous holidays and maybe just being around your family does build up a little bit of tension and maybe just going out for that breather, you know, that time where you just focus on you, you get a little bit sweaty, you get those endorphins pumping and then you return, you might be in a much better position, much more neutral, better to handle any other family drama, etc. So I think that is probably a, a good thing to consider. And the last thing I want to mention is to think about your long-term goals. So if you're on the fence, you're kind of like, eh, you know, I kind of like the idea of resting, but then I kind of like the idea of, um, you know, keeping on track, then have a think about these things as well. Like forward think, do you have health and fitness goals that you want to achieve in the new year? If so, might be worth continuing momentum. Same again is like, do you want to avoid that feeling of starting back up again? I know this year with, you know, the the dips in being able to train in gyms due to COVID has been a bit of a pain. So maybe you don't want that again and just keeping up momentum might be beneficial. So if so, just do something to keep you ticking along or at least like primed and ready to get going in the new year. So it's not a complete cold start. I do really think that would be beneficial. So I'm gonna come full circle now and I'm gonna summarize my key points. So firstly, if you do want to train, do it. Make the most of the extra sleep, food, time, and less stress. Second, it doesn't have to be a full and sophisticated routine. Commit to a small amount and opt for a form that you most enjoy as well. That's actually a a good thing to note here is that you don't have to go in and do the workout that someone set you. Just say, I fancy doing some legs today. I fancy doing some arms today. That's going to be better than nothing. Next up, if you don't want to train or be active, own your decision. We don't want inner conflict. We don't want guilt. We don't want frustration. Own the decision, enjoy the time and go with it. Next, think about how it's going to impact your general morale and how you'll feel when you get back to training when the time comes. So project a little bit further into the future and make sure that you are looking after your future self as well as your present self. Next up, plan ahead. Same again, if you want to get a head start on your new year goals, determine whether time off is the best option or not. Maybe that time off will be something that propels you into momentum in the new year, or maybe it's something that will like slow you down and you have to build up. And finally, at the end of the day, it's your decision, so make the choice that works best for you. And that is my final thoughts on the training side of things. I can actually, I'll I'll save this to the end and tell you what I'm going to do and my approach personally. So finally, mindset. This one's a big one, especially if this is like the first time you are being conscious about your health and fitness journey. And this is the first time you're, you know, you're returning to a family home for Christmas or you, you know, you've never had a holiday period where you've been conscious about your health and wellness. Like this can be a really big one to handle, especially the first time round. So how do I not give in to my previous habits? I've never stayed on track during the holidays before. How do I handle this, etc.? Are all going to be questions that are kind of come up during this time of year. So as I mentioned, like this is a really, really fascinating topic for me. And I usually have this conversation with people, um, it's my clients specifically, when they first go on a holiday, like a summer holiday, for instance. So usually they associate going away with returning two to three kilos, if not more, heavier. 
And the thought of going, you know, on holiday midway through the health and fitness journey is is one that naturally causes some concern. And I usually get a bit of a frustrate, not frustrated, but a bit of a, a worrisome email about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing really well. I've dropped me a few kilos here and now I'm going on holiday, et cetera, et cetera. And the first step here is to really understand that it's going to be challenging, like especially if it's your first holiday period. And just expect there to be resistance, expect that to, you know, expect it not all to be plain sailing. And it's, it's better to go in with that prepared mindset versus going in a little bit oblivious to it all and it turning out to be really a lot tougher than you ever anticipated. So let's think of it this way. If you've gone through 20, 30, 40 years of Christmas or the holidays being a time where you just let loose, a lot of these pre-existing habits and behaviors will probably still be with you. And this is why you must, must, must reframe your relationship with this time of year. Tell yourself, I'm not going to gain X amount kilos during this time of year. You know, tell yourself that, you know, I appreciate this period is going to be challenging, but I will do better this year. Don't set yourself like anything concrete. Just say, I'm going to make conscious, intentional effort. Next up is... I will follow through on my commitment, whatever commitment that is. Like I said, maybe if it is just 24th, 25th, 26th, and you tell yourself you're going to get back on the 27th, follow through and affirm these things and place them into your reality. And anytime like old beliefs or associations that come up that don't serve you, address those, you know, and I'm a big fan of speaking these things out loud. If something is saying like, oh, you're going to mess up Elliot because you've never done this before, then just say, well, no. I'm, you know, I've been developing these good habits, these good practices. I now have a coach. I now have more education around this certain, you know, situation or this certain lifestyle. I'm equipped much better. And you can start to like undo those those negative thoughts or those thoughts that don't serve you per se by just kind of reframing them and answering back to them. And I think that can be really, really powerful. So like I said, it's a similar approach for the holiday too. A lot of people associate like, the relaxing with eating and drinking and, you know, whatever, you know, completely letting go, right? Stop for a second. This, this part is going to be, this part is going to definitely going to be my favorite part of the podcast. So who told you these things, right? Who told you that relaxing meant eating and drinking until you couldn't move? Who told you that you need an abundance of food and alcohol to have a good time? Like, where did these things even come from? And are these things really true? Or are they just what you've grown up to believe because they are societal norms, right? Like once you start questioning these things, you can start taking the necessary action, right? You never want to assume that your previous habits and beliefs are 100% true. And I'm so, so passionate about delivering this message to people who ask my opinion on health and fitness and health and wellness because it's so damn true and it applies to so many things in, in life, not just fitness either, right? Are some of your beliefs true or are they just your reality because they were embedded into you when you were younger? This is like a really, really super powerful topic, which I don't want to go in too deeply because I won't shut up. But I, I just, I want to think like, let's, let's take some time to think about these, right? Think of some commonly known things that were told to you that you still believe today. So did anyone ever tell you that breakfast was the most important meal of the day? It's not. Like, where is the rationale behind that? And all of a sudden it just got embedded into culture and everyone started becoming, you know, believing it was normal. Next, this one's a favorite one of mine. This is one I've, I've told to so many people now. It's that, did someone ever tell you that muscle weighs more than fat? 
right? Stop for a second and think about this. Is a kilogram of feathers heavier than a kilogram of bricks? No, they both weigh a kilo, right? It doesn't matter whether the density of it is different. A kilo is a kilo, right? So you've been probably believing all of your life that muscle weighs more than fat. And I'm, I'm not coming from a high horse here. I did until I actually logically weighed it up. A kilo is a kilo. It doesn't matter what form it comes in. So that's another probably belief that we have. <laughs> I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, but what about the five second rule? Guess what? As soon as that food goes on the floor, it has bacteria on it. Those five seconds are not powerful bacteria repelling seconds, right? And th these next two are, are just mind blowing as well. So let's picture this. The matador, I think that's what they're called, waving the red flag in front of the bull. And we all know that bulls hate the color red, right? And that's why they go attack the flag. Nope. Bulls are partially colorblind, according to this research, and they can only pick up on yellow, green, blue, and the color violet. It's actually the aggressive waving of the flag and like the motion of it that's getting the bull so angry. I bet you didn't expect to learn that today. <laughs> it blew my mind as well. So one final one, I promise this will be the last one, but I'm sure we've all heard the saying before, blind as a bat, right? And I'm sure that we're making the assumption that bats are blind because of where would the saying come from otherwise? No, that's made up too. And guess what? Some bigger bats, they can see up to three times better than humans. Like, how insensitive have we been to bats all this time, assuming that they're blind when actually they can see better than us? And if you want the research, like, don't argue with me. Go argue with the natural geographic. Google everything I just said. And I guarantee you'll find research and you'll find that it's factual. So the point I'm trying to make here is that a lot of these beliefs were built into us and we just take them for true and they might not be serving us and, you know, they might be completely incorrect too. So the key thing to mention here is that you can adopt new beliefs and they can change. So as soon as you start to question these things, like is a blind, is a bat blind or do bulls hate red, then you can start to reframe your belief and start, you know, if someone that ever tells me this now, I'm going to educate them and say it's absolutely not true. So if you don't like the belief that holidays equal weight gain, you can change this as well. And the best way to make this new belief true is follow through and make it happen. Like once you have evidence, it solidifies the new belief and it nullifies the previous belief. The next step here is going to be to plan ahead. To give you a simple analogy, are you going to do better with the instruction manual for IKEA furniture or without? I think we all know the answer here. So if you go into the holidays without an instruction manual, it's going to be challenging to navigate, right? Based on the above, what I've mentioned, it's already going to be hard enough. So let alone if you have no plan whatsoever. Think ahead. What aspect of the holidays usually challenge you for you? Is it the lack of activity? Is it the abundance of food? Is it the alcohol? Is it being around friends and family where you feel slightly pressured to drink or feel the need to be the life of the party? Like work out the aspects that you find challenging and then you can implement the appropriate technique, the strategy that you can use to overcome this and come out stronger. And next, reflection. This one falls hand in hand with planning. If we don't reflect, 
We can't clearly see what went well and what didn't go so well. So let's say you had more alcohol than you expected to have. You have more dessert than you wanted. Without reflection, you might actually look at this and you're like, oh, I just had a really bad day, feel a bit of a failure, especially if your goal was to stay on track as well. However, if you then reflect, you may see that in the past, you would have gotten so drunk and eaten so much more. And in fact, there were more positives than you expected. And you know, you wouldn't have ever realized that without the reflection. So now you've acknowledged like this win, you can see how you can do even better next time. Perhaps the reason you overate was because you were just super hungry before the meal. And on reflection, you realized that you only had a couple of glasses of water during the day and probably you were quite dehydrated. So next step on to improve this is just making sure to have some more water on that day. And you now have a point for improvement, which you would not have been able to discover without this reflection. And the final point I want to make here is acceptance. You're human. You may not follow through on what you wanted to do. Things may go completely out of control, but guilt, shame, frustration, any of those type of things are not going to serve you and are the last way you want to feel around this time of year. Simply learn from the choices you made that didn't serve you and move forward without judgment. And that last part is key. Move forward without judgment, right? So let's summarize. Let's come full circle. Create your ideal future and affirm these into reality with positive self-talk. Next, accept that this period is going to come with challenges. Following from that, question your pre-existing beliefs. Begin to eliminate the ones that don't serve you and adopt ones that do. The next, plan ahead and reflect. Both of those two go hand in hand. Plan for the most optimal and then reflect and see if the plan worked or and find out the reason why it might have not if it didn't. And finally, accept without judgment. I think that's worth repeating for the third time. Accept without judgment judgment. So that is my thoughts on how you can handle your training, your nutrition, and how to approach the holiday season from a mindset perspective as well. I hope that this was a valuable one. I hope that you didn't get too lost in my facts about bulls, cereal, and bats. (laughs) I hope you're staying with me and you took away plenty of value. And I also want to take the opportunity to wish you a wonderful holiday season. The podcasts are going to continue continue as normal but just in case I don't get the opportunity to wish you a happy holiday or happy time of the year whatever it is you're celebrating or whether you're not celebrating I just hope that it is a wonderful close of the year and you have a wonderful new year too so that's everything from me today guys I will look forward to talking with you all on the next one take care of yourself and we'll speak very soon and that was the simply fit podcast I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.